Hey everyone, Mario Salinas here, taking a moment of your time today to encourage you to consider joining The Nest. I've been blessed to be a part of The Nest for the last five years, and it has been one of the most wonderful experiences of my life. I've gotten to interact with students from all over the world, and not just to teach and exhort them, but to watch culture being built as we all journey in the right direction together towards Yahweh's heart. And it's been amazing to see this tribe starting to form and then getting maturity and wisdom and integrity and character woven into its very fabric continually. I strongly encourage you to consider the nest and I assure you it will be a blessing to your life. And I commend those who are the founders of the nest. I commend those who administer the nest and I am so thrilled to be able to meet you and to journey with you along with the other teachers and principals for this next coming year. Sign up now. It will be a blessing to you. We look forward to meeting you there. Shalom. This is Stephen McKee and this is Wisdom's Echo. And today I want to speak just for a little while about keys to manifestation. Now you might say keys to manifesting what? Well, keys to manifesting fullness, keys to manifesting maturity, keys to manifesting Christ, keys to manifesting the anointing, keys to manifesting the manifestation of Yahweh himself. I love this quote by Smith Wigglesworth, it's, and it says this, I believe that God's ministers are to be flames of fire, Nothing less than flames, nothing less than mighty instruments with burning messages, with a heart full of love, with such a depth of consecration that God has taken full charge of the body and it exists only that it may manifest the glory of God. To me that says in one go what we want. We want to manifest the glory of God. We want to be instruments of fire, burning ones. Miss um, Smith Wigglesworth said, nothing less than flames. Ministers of who are flames, nothing less than, than mighty instruments with burning messages. We don't need other sermons. We don't need other even good words, even on um, Wisdom's Echo. We need messages that change us. We need the living word. We need to be messengers of fire. We need to be heavenly ambassadors that carry the glory and manifest the glory. But how do we manifest that? What are some of the simple keys? Well, some of the simple keys that the Lord has taught me, and it's it's not rocket science. It's not anything new. There isn't really new keys. It's ancient keys. It's old keys. It's the keys that the revivalists of old and anyone who's moved in the spirit and changed things on this earth is keys that they've discovered and the first one is dying to self dying to self at a deeper level so that we can begin to see the manifestation of the fullness of god do you know i i am i say things like this a lot i don't think we've seen the manifestation of the fullness of god we've seen the manifestation of maybe who knows, a tenth of what God has deposited in us. And I just use the word tenth because Pentecost was a first fruits festival, which means a tenth. So we've not, 
we've not seen the fullness is what I'm saying. We've not seen the manifestation of the fullness of Christ. And I know other way than going back to the scripture that talks about dying to self and producing the fruit that comes from that. And let me read what Madame Guillaume says. And obviously she's quoting Jesus at the beginning. She says, Whoever, Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And whosoever will save his life shall lose it. When I had lost, sorry, she says, when I had last, when I had lost all created supports and even divine ones, I then found myself happily compelled to fall into the pure divine and to fall into it through all those very things which seemed to remove me further from it. In losing all the gifts with all their supports, I found the giver. In losing the sense and perception of thee and myself, I found thee. O oh my God, to lose thee no more in thyself, in thy own immutability. And this is a bit I love. She says, O oh, poor creatures who pass all your time in feeding upon the gifts of God and think therein to be the most favoured and happy. How I pity you if you stop here, short of the true rest, and cease to go forward to God himself. And cease to go forward to God himself. And do you know, we can do the same thing in, 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 in the movement we're in, the particular movement we're in. We can go after the gifts. Or maybe it's not prophecy or tongues we go after. But we go after maybe walking through walls or transcending dimensions or going into the courtrooms or whatever, trying to access councils or ascending and descending. I would say, I would echo the words of Madame Guy on how I pity you if you stay there. How I pity you if we think that is the end product, that is the, the goal of what Christ died for. It's not. The goal is union with God himself. The goal is to go forward into God himself, that we might partake of the fullness of God, the fullness of Christ. And it can only be attained when we first of all die to self. Now, many people in the past have preached death to self, and maybe it has been spoken out of a religious mindset, and it's became a hard message. It's became... A, a message that put people off and, and maybe that's so and, and it's probably true but dying to self is not the end because whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it this is not just about losing your life and being miserable and depressed it's actually the very opposite it's losing everything that hinders you from walking in the fullness it's willing to give up everything that stops you from from embracing the fullness of union with your Father. There's a place in God where we can experience fullness. We can experience the fullness of his glory, where we can manifest the fullness of his glory, where we can actually be flames of fire, where we can be burning ones, genuine burning ones. Like it was, I don't know if this quote is actually true, but I like the quote even though it's not true. It's supposed to be that John Wesley said, that he set himself on fire so that others would come and watch him burn. Now, I think, actually, that quote wasn't from John Wesley, as far as I'm aware, but I still think the truth of the, the statement is true. We should be burning ones on fire, like manifesting the fullness so that people come and watch us burn. 
Because we're trying everything in our effort. We're trying to, I don't know, build ministries. We're trying to, it depends what your particular calling is. We try and do it all and through the arm of the flesh. But actually we need to give up the arm of the flesh. We need to die to the arm of the flesh so that we can live in the spirit. So that we can go through that place of death. So that we can enter into the place of resurrection power and become burning ones. And it only comes through dying to self. And that's the only thing that produces the fruit, the manifestation of God, the manifestation of Christ. Galatians 5, 22-25 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desire. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. It's our job to crucify the flesh, not through self-effort in the sense of it's our ability, but through the grace being given to us, we are now able to crucify the flesh and live in the Spirit. There's a place where we must discover and it's discovering the place of living in the spirit. It's the place of dying to self so that you truly live in the spirit. You live in the resurrection life and become a perfect man, the full stature of Christ. Um, I've, 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 2 Peter 1, 5 to 11 says this, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and around and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. Can, can you get that? We're thinking maturity is to walk through walls, is to ascend ascension groups or or whatever to i don't know you could transport in spirit or to try and relocate that's not maturity those things are a byproduct those things will just happen without even thinking about it true maturity is that we with all diligence add to our faith virtue knowledge the knowledge of god to knowledge then self-control to self-control, perseverance, patience. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. And for of those things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we are transformed inwardly and we begin to portray the fruits of the Spirit, then nothing will be hindering our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will fully know him as he is. We will know him in fullness. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. We've got to be diligent. We've got to be diligent. So dying to self, producing the fruit of the Spirit by letting the Spirit change us inwardly, and then through prayer, we must pray. Sometimes because of the hypergrace message, we think, well, we don't really need to pray anymore. You don't really need to engage God. 
Well, Jesus is our model and is our model and always will be our model. In Luke 6, verse 12 to 21, he says, At about the same time, he climbed a mountain to pray. Now, that can be a natural mountain, but it can also be ascending into the governmental realm of the Lord in the Spirit. And he climbed the mountain to pray. He was there all night in prayer before God. Christ, our model, was there all night to pray, to be in that place of union. Not praying as in just speaking out loud and marching up and down, but he entered into that realm of his Father beyond the sacred veil. He was in communion with the Lord, with his Father, in that place of union and oneness, in that beautiful place of holiness. And he spent the whole night there. And the next day he summoned his disciples. And from them he selected twelve. And it was it was there from that place he actually elected the twelve who became the government of God on the earth. From that place of intimacy. That place of ascending into the mountain of God. Where he prayed. Where he was in union with his father. And he elected them. And then verse 21 says, Coming down off the mountain with them, he stood on a plain surrounded by disciples. And was soon joined joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem, even from the seaside, seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him and to be cured of their ailments. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. Then he spoke. Where did he get that power from? from spending the whole night in prayer with his father, in union with his father. He already was dead to himself. He said, it's not my will, thy will be done. He said, I only do what I see the father doing. He had given up his will. And in that place of spending time with his father, power surged from him. And I believe we're going to move into this for those as a remnant on earth who feel the call into the secret place to be those flames of fire, to be the burning ones, the true burning ones, to manifest the fullness, to manifest Christ. So much so, we won't need to try and evangelise because there'll be so much power surging from our bodies. People will be trying to get near you, to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free from mental illness, physical illness, from demon possession, wherever it might be. Our shadows will heal again. Now, if Christ spent that whole time with God in prayer, don't you think we should? Because it says, as a result of that prayer, power was surging from him and healing the sick, delivering the demonic. I am convinced that as we spend time with God, we were listening to someone speaking last night in Scotland and they had a simple message, but it was so powerful. And it was just that, basically talking about abiding in Christ and being at one with him and people get healed round about you just as an just by being in the overflow of your intimacy of your union with God and that's what I believe we need that's what I'm talking about where we become those flames of fire but it all does come from us dying to self 
realising we've got to give up our life, but it's not just giving up your life, it's so that you might find life. That is the absolute point I'm making. So that you can find life, you can find the source of the glory. We can manifest the glory, manifest the power, manifest the fruit of the Spirit, where we are kind and, and walking in goodness and, and patience and faith and maturity and godliness and holiness but all from that place of union and death to self, so that we might live in the resurrection life. Amen. This is Stephen McKee, and this is Wisdom's Echo.